You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. 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 The correct Auburn Arena time is 9.10 p.m. Actually, I got 9.12 p.m. Central, maybe daylight forever time? Based on Senator Tupperville's presentation today. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and True Podcast, hard by the good folks, collegemagnolia.com. The two seed we all need. Greetings and salutations, Orange and Truthers. It is I, at Crow 2 on Twitter. You find me at Crow on Venmo. The S tonight in the middle name of my co-host with the most at Ryan S. Starrett stands for Solo Champs. Ryan, do you read me? Loud and clear. Uh, I think the S also stands for not sharing shit. The other co-host coming to you live via the magic of Skype. Give me the full Fort Payne ASMR you pay extra for. A man who's got just the amber is the color of his energy. Let's be honest with each other. The AU chief. Greetings. I had something else planned, but I forgot the first line of Amber is the color of your energy. Mm. And so I just went with the chorus. Well, yeah, 311 Day is coming up. I wanted a much more obscure reference to 311 than just the chorus of their most popular song. Four days from now, uh, which means I think. Oh, we're yeah, going to play basketball on 311. Yeah, yeah, they will. And one day from now marks the. Uh, Boy, how long ago was that? Some some anniversary of when Auburn planned an outdoor concert for 311 at the track in uh, March in Auburn, you know, where it rains like every day, um, and they had to cancel it. I was supposed so. to go to that concert. It was, I when was, in I was line. In, it was when I was in college. Yeah, yeah. I was in line for that concert. I was the third person in line. And I'd been there a long time, and they made everybody go home because there was some sort of tornado warning, and then nothing happened. But they canceled the show anyway. I think they may have had a, a PB game that day. Ryan. Yeah, Ryan was probably. <laughs> that, was, uh, even... that was 2008. Ryan probably wasn't oh, even old okay. enough for solid food yet. It was, it was 2008 because that was my, um, my last. No, wait. Yeah, I guess I was uh, already, I'd already graduated. That makes sense. No, it may have been 2006. That would make more sense. Anyway, yep. Uh, way to go, uh, UPC. One of the worst organizations on campus. <sighs> okay. Eight mass chief. One of the best suck. organizations they, on campus. The Auburn gymnastics team. Oh yeah. Wait, wait, wait. hang on, hang on. Are we gonna introduce our guest? Well, I was gonna introduce him when we got to basketball. Oh well, I mean. But tonight, coming on the show is Dr. McLaughlin of the McLaughlin McLaughlin firm. You can find him at Shooty Hoops Will on Twitter. Will, how are you? Sorry I'm for good. the introduction. It was botched. I'm always the forgotten one. It's all good. 
No worries. No, it's fine. It's whatever, man. Look, just there's one person here in a bracket, and he's showing off. You think he's too good for us now? Well, I was going to uh, talk about gymnastics, then I was going to segue into basketball and bring our basketball expert in. We're definitely that talking point. tit, right? Of course. The okay. tr- Twitter Invitational Tournament? Yes. Yes. Auburn Gymnastics needed an, a win over number three Florida to split the conference title. And they were... And got totally hosed by the judges. Yeah, they were on pace Hashtag for a program rips. record early, but it seemed like Florida was still going to run away with it. It's wild. Gymnastics is wild in that Auburn could have the best day of its, of its the history of its school and could still get destroyed. Um, but then in the third rotation, SUNY hits a 10, but Florida hits a 10 on the floor. And then going into the last routine on the floor, Auburn needs a perfect 10 to tie. And they get it. Darian uh, Goburn gets a perfect 10 to tie the meet. There should have been it sounded two like more a basketball game in there. There should have been two more tens before that one. I, I actually spoke with someone that was a gymnast after that, and they were completely baffled why both SUNY and Sophia Groth did not get tens for their four routines. Um, and uh, and I even uh, think that uh, Darian, she had one little slip on one of her flips, and they didn't. They still gave her a ten. Yeah. Uh, whereas she's perfectly executed that before and they hadn't given her a 10 before uh a few of the meets so it it's I a weird sport I, with when you, it's, when it comes it's rigged judges. the whole sport's rigged sport's rigged um it's rigged but we're also amazing at it so oh well, well yeah and, and and it's i don't know we were having some discussions uh while we were there like it's kind of stupid because there are there are no scores below a nine so it's really a 10 point scale from nine to ten so right. if you went out there and fell on your face, you'd get a nine? Uh, more or less like... Somebody I, did fall and got a 9.2, yep. I believe. Something, yep. something like that. I was Because I was talking to that girl that used to be a gymnast, and she said, yeah, that's, that's pretty much true. She was like, I mean, you might get an eight-something if you, like, f- couldn't finish your routine. Hmm. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, it's odd. It, it's not... I don't know. It's, it's a weird weird scoring the way they do things like and, and SUNY is clearly better than literally everyone else out there yeah. and Florida had two Olympics on the team and SUNY still was head and shoulders by right everybody. And, and so if you're really scoring SUNY would be getting you know nines and other people getting sevens and eights right. and stuff they don't they don't score like that but uh, it is program it is. record score for Auburn in the tie. They don't get the SEC championship, but these two teams put on a show. It was the fourth highest individual scores ever in college. Um, and they each had that, which means it's the highest combined score ever by a considerable margin. Yeah. Um, this was, this was a show. And actually, if you have, I believe if you have the SEC network, uh, on your cable subscription and you have the ESPN app on your Apple TV, you can rewatch this meet on demand. And it's a, it's a good mid afternoon thing. If you're working from home, have that on the background, <laughs> recommend it. Yeah. I, I don't regret buying season tickets. I was only a, able to make it out to um, a couple of meets in person this year, but I, I'll probably be buying tickets again next year, as long as they're not astronomical. 
uh, in price because it, it it's fun. It's a yeah. good good time, just good hang. Um, they sell, they sell uh, Coors Light at the arena yet? They don't. Uh, it, uh, hoping, mm-hmm. fingers crossed for next year, right? Uh, but it, we got a regional coming up here, and I'm hoping I can score some tickets to that. I'm, but who knows what the NCAA charges for that? So. Well, the, the only issue with the regional is that it's uh, Final Four weekend. Oh yeah. Well, never mind. <laughs> yeah. How into uh, the gymnastics are you, Chief? It, it seems like these are like really good things to do on Friday nights in Auburn before big basketball oh, yeah. games. That's and, great. You know, I I know there's been some big meets on Friday nights before home games. That's that the way they scheduled it this year. Was they they generally brought them in Friday nights before basketball games, so that you could kind of make it a big event, kind of like soccer did um, Friday nights before or Sundays after big football games in the fall. It beats that guy just driving out in the woods and setting a fire to a bunch of pallets like I used to do in college all the time. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we did on Friday nights. Uh, Have any of you guys interacted with any uh, bedtime gymnastics people on Twitter? No. Oh, yeah, they're awful. Uh, They – and I'm not – there's not that many that are – from Auburn, so there's a lot of gatekeeping going on. I'm imagining where it's like, oh, you didn't care about this three hundred years sure ago. Hating, so uh, all the the new money Auburn gymnastics yeah. people, right, right. So, so it's funny. Uh, I I mentioned this to Ryan on Friday. Apparently, like when you go to other schools, like every both team, like those crowd cheers for both teams and stuff like that. And of course, Auburn's cheering for it like a real event. At least there's not a whole, there's not real booze and like stuff for the other team, but they're not cheering for them definitely. Right. And it's definitely the judges true. did 100 percent get booed in this. Uh, oh yeah, was, yes they did more than once. Um, I just remember seeing all the outrage on Friday night on Twitter about it, and you know going back to the the ten that Darian got. You guys were talking about. I'm thinking yeah. if she would have lost, if Auburn would have lost that meet by like a hundredth of a point or whatever, because oh, yeah. she didn't get a ten. Imagine the outrage on Twitter and all outrage from Auburn fans that would have caused. It's it's people are funny when it comes to things they like. Like I know friends who are massive Premier League soccer fans. Sure. That I always laugh at because I always think that they they actually don't want soccer to get good in the United States mm, mm-hmm. because they actually just like having their little thing that only they care about. Yeah. And so they're smart. That makes them smart. Right. Yeah. They laugh when the US men's national team doesn't win even though it's their country and like you would think, wait, shouldn't you want your thing to be popular in your country? But right. actually they don't, they secretly, Commies. they actually would rather it not be big. So it can be their thing. And so I basically think, Kentucky basketball fans at the sec basketball. I think <laughs> that's sure. different. Well, I think, I think, did I say that? Oh, okay. <laughs> I think that's different. I think that's more of a, they don't know. Kentucky basketball fans have been used to being catered to and being the only mm. thing keeping the conference afloat. Right, and they don't, they don't understand. They don't have a this, clue yeah. what this is like. This they don't is, get it. They are, um, they are to the SEC what LeBron's Cavs team were to the East for so long, where it's like, well, there's just this one team, and everybody else is pretty trash. Um, <laughs> but then all of a sudden, like when the East gets really good, like right now, it'd be weird to be like, oh, yeah, it's just the Cavs and everybody else. Like, no, the Cavs are like the sixth seed right now. <laughs> like they're... There are a lot of good teams in the East, and there's a ton of good teams in the SEC. I actually don't know. I can't think of a time in which the SEC was better top to bottom in basketball than it currently is. And Kentucky has to feel weird about that because it's like it is no longer – they're no longer the Gonzaga of this conference where it's like right. we got this one team 
and then we might get another seed. We might get one more bid. I think yeah. there was a year there when Auburn was dreadful at basketball that I feel like the SEC may have only gotten three or four tournament, maybe three tournament teams. Yeah, I think I think three was sort of the average there for a while. Like one, um, of the, one of the Florida years where they won the title, I want to say that it was like Kentucky, Florida, and like maybe a Bruce Pearl Tennessee team got in, and that was it. Yeah. Well, right now, the SEC is looking at yeah. six teams. Six. Uh, and, and that was with several bubble teams falling out of contention. I mean, you, if Texas A&M were to win three games, they could go in. They, no, A&M probably no, they're has, out. No, they, they Florida, needed to be Florida us. is the bubble team that could make it in, and that's with a win over Auburn. Um, they're, I think, in the, like the next four out right now, but if they got another mm. you know, major win, maybe they sneak in. Um, but... Yeah. yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, it is interesting that Auburn basically skipped the bubble team part of building a program. And then we went from no tournaments in what, 15, 20 years to... Winning the conference. Okay, win the conference, <laughs> uh, make the Final Four as a five seed, and then basically probably would have been a two seed in the, the COVID year. We, we've never had to go to... Would we? I, I don't know. You keep talking about how how great we would have been that COVID year but we we were we struggled down the stretch but we had we were 24 bad, and 7 no. we were 24 and 7 two seed in the SEC okay we're I mean, about the yeah. Okoro year or the Sharif year yeah, yeah. the Okoro year, Okoro year. We, yeah. we could have won a couple of games in the tournament I guess maybe yeah okay. that's a second weekend team at least yeah I uh, think that's a three or four CT in the NCAA tournament that was depending, that was depending on how the SEC tournament plays out you talk to yeah. some people on Auburn Twitter it's like that's a guaranteed SEC championship team like they're going to win the conference tournament. Brian said that a few times, man. Okoro would have been the conference uh, tournament MVP. I don't have any doubt about that. I think too. You got to remember, Isaac got hurt in the Alabama game and missed like a couple weeks, and that really stalled momentum down the stretch. That did. Didn't, didn't we but lose three of, of three, three? Didn't we lose three of our last five though? I think we were. Yeah, we lost to Missouri. We lost to Georgia. We lost to. Um, a&M at home, and then we had beaten Tennessee. Oh, that and A&M game was so Tennessee, annoying. Tennessee twice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A&M game was the one that Buzz Williams was like basically oh, yeah. in, holding like the guy's the, hand, shooting free, free throws. throw line. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. All right. It was like an upward basketball coach. He was so far on the court. <laughs> Speaking of basketball, last week Auburn, we, we called it on this podcast. We were the first, we were the only podcast that Auburn has that not only told you what time and what channel these games were going to be on, but called it unanimous. Auburn was going to go 2-0. and And they did. So, it's Venmo at Santa Crow on, on Venmo. Um, I'll collect my winnings. Auburn beat Mississippi State 81-68. Feels like a blowout. Actually, it was an overtime. Um, that game was real close there for a bit. In the four factors, Auburn it should not have been as close as it was because in the four factors, Auburn won three out of the four. Um, it helps when you make twenty points in overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, Auburn, Katie Auburn shot fifty-four percent effective field goal percentage. It is laughable that we went to overtime, turning the ball over only seventeen percent of the time, um, and getting to the free throw line as well as we did. We could not rebound for the life of us, though. In Mississippi State, yeah, was, had 
That was it. Mississippi State out-rebounded us on on the offensive glass 44% to 17%. It's really weird. We started the game out rebounding really well. We've been rebounding Uh, really well in conference play. This is the uh, last week, last two weeks. It's been like, well, we don't do that anymore. Yeah, after last Saturday, the Tennessee game was, you know, 50-50 on our our defensive end, their offensive end. Then going, you know, letting Mississippi State be 44%. uh, And I'm not good enough schematics coach to know if there's something that Tennessee did that everyone's copying now like is there but it's not that complicated of a sport where there's like some fancy defensive coverage they threw we out missed threes by a lot yeah I, I mean just, was, yeah that's what Tennessee did I, mean, I just think Tennessee had a lot of missed threes and a lot of long offensive rebounds that there's a lot of 50 50 balls and quite yeah. frankly Tennessee got to more of them than we did yeah. And Mississippi be- State copied that uh, missing a lot of threes strategy, though. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't make one. <laughs> Mississippi State, that is the only thing that would have been worse than winning this game on overtime is losing a game in 2022 to a team that makes zero threes. It would be, <laughs> yeah, in, in my been. opinion, tantamount to losing to like Georgia State in, or Georgia Southern in football, coming in and not pat- throwing one pass. A good um, way to win in overtime, though, is to score 20 points. Score 20 points. <laughs> Also, a good way is to have your best player go nine for thirteen from the field. Yep. yep. I mean, I, I would uh, rather him go eighteen for for uh, twenty six to be one hundred percent honest with you. But but he had twenty seven points and ten rebounds. Wiley going off uh, a couple of years ago, and it was oh man, he's uh, his points per shot is insane. It's you know, up over one and a half, close to two. And it was because he was taking so many free throws. You know, yep. basically it was. Attempting a three, air quotes, every time he shot the ball. Jabari was over two in this game. 27 points on 13 shots. It's unbelievable. absurd. So Jabari is an incredibly efficient player, and what's unique about that, he's an incredibly efficient forward that doesn't get a lot of putbacks. Yeah, he's not in the paint at all. Most of the time, like Wiley. It's true. Wiley's efficiency ratings were always crazy high because – he was getting offensive rebounds and then dunking them. That yeah, he's taking the highest percentage shots you could possibly That take. is as efficient as it can get. And then, whereas Jabari doesn't have to do that, yet he is still our most efficient, one of our most efficient players. It's wild. It's wild. I or I mean America's, not just Auburn's. <laughs> yes. The free world. Yeah. I think the biggest takeaway from that game for me from, from a Jabari perspective was I feel like he took the ball into the paint more and finished at the rim more than we had seen most of the year. You know, there was a play in the first half that he did that, and then in overtime to finish the game, he took the ball in the paint, had that dunk at the very end of the game, and Zepp Jasper was all of us jumping up and down like <laughs> 10-year-olds, which was great. And uh, But, uh, no, that was one big takeaway for me from that game was Javari's just a, a willingness to go to the paint and take the ball in and finish at the rim, and I'm kind of sitting here thinking, you know, Kind of wish I'd seen this all year, but if he starts doing this now and we get as we get ready for tournament time, that's huge. Well, Auburn. Mississippi I, State, Mississippi State did the uh, had an interesting strategy with Jabari. I I wanted to point that out on the pod where South Carolina had the correct strategy with Jabari, which is just, just foul the hell out of him yeah, beat game. him up the whole time from the court. <laughs> if if he doesn't get the ball cleanly, he can't score. Straight. Yeah, drape yourself on top of him and Daryl McCall fouls the whole game. There, Mississippi State's was we're going to defend him really close, but we're going to defend him, uh, keeping him away from the elbow. 
which is yeah. fine because that's like his best shot. Yeah, he, right? loves, he loves to get there. But yeah. by doing that, they were saying the baseline's open. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that, it was it was very weird. I think we must have uh, his willingness because he got that first dunk pretty early in the game, if I recall correctly. And I, I think we had identified because I identified it almost immediately while when after the game started. They were just leaving the lane. The lane was just wide open. Like it was one dude on Walker, and yep. there's nobody else down in the lane. And um, I mean, if Isaac Okoro had been playing in this game, he would have had 37 dunks, and we would have won by 100 points. Like, I mean, they they were doing their best to keep him from his spots, right? But they were like, I mean, I, they're like, I've, oh, I've, there's no way he'll do anything else. <laughs> I've been to a few basketball practices in my life, and at no point have I ever heard a coach say. Uh, don't don't cover the baseline. Like it's never been like every coach in the history of basketball will tell you, do not give up the baseline. Like that's cause that's the easiest path to the basket. Whereas, like because they want you you want to on defense drive them where the rest of your help is. So the middle of the court, like the free throw line area, is kind of where you want most guys to go because you've got guards up there and you've got other posts. If they go to your right, if you're facing the stands, and go baseline on you, it's just them in the in the rim at that point. Yeah. Um, and the and, uh, and I don't know if it was a. I, I wonder if the reason Walker was not that super effective in this game is because like his man just never left him. Like no, he was yeah. on the whole time. They, he it, he which, was guarded when he got off the yeah. bench. Yeah. It which Mississippi allowed, State has the size to. To kind of neutralize Walker, with, uh, right. Tolu Smith was awesome in this game. He is he is really good. Yeah, he's great. Uh, but I think deciding okay, we're we're not going to let Walker get his points is really what allowed Jabari to have three dunks in a game, and yeah. for KD to just tear them apart in overtime. <laughs> um, KD Johnson from the end of regulation in the Mississippi State game to the end of regulation in the South Carolina game has been good Katie Johnson again. Yeah. Like it's something woke up in him. Maybe it was a certain rock in Japan that burst forth. <laughs> um, I saw on Twitter, there's a rock in Japan that's broken open and now a demon that was supposed yeah, to be living uh, in this rock. Apparently a nine-tailed vixen demon yeah. uh, was contained. Her, her soul was contained in this rock. Thousands and, uh, of years. Yep. And one morning uh, it was discovered to be shattered in half. So, so. <laughs> game on, boys. Yeah, Katie Johnson took that to heart and uh, <laughs> destroyed Mississippi State, maybe with the power of the nine-tailed fox. Um, and then went up on a tear against South Carolina. So let's talk a little about, about that after we mentioned that against Mississippi State, the most important thing that happened was Auburn won the game. Yeah. Which meant that Auburn clinched a share of the SEC title, meaning that no matter what happens on Saturday, Auburn's SEC champs. Now, would the, it have been for the, super awkward to lose that game and then cut the nest down afterwards? Absolutely. <laughs> totally awkward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, there was a somewhat similar situation. Uh, there was no net cutting involved, but uh, that happened on Saturday as well uh, for another team, unfortunately. Was, uh, so, sorry there, Will. Yeah, yeah, I was really hard to talk about that, but sure. One of the most okay. ironic things in the history of collegiate missed, sports. <laughs> you were watching at home. You missed most of that anyways. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just All right, so schedule. <laughs> Auburn beat South Carolina 82-71. to 71. 
which clinched an outright conference title for the fourth time in five years. Auburn has mm-hmm. won now, a title. I, I, Third time. I have a Third problem time. with this, guys. I have a true confession. I have a problem equating the conference title and the conference tournament title. Because I don't think the tournament title is as big of a deal as the conference title. I mean, I, I, I it's still you, a big deal. I mean, you still hang a banner for it. Still hang a banner, you still get rings. And all you get an automatic bid. Yeah. Um, but uh, this so, is a harder thing to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, sure. definitely yeah. harder. Um, it, it was funny to see some Kentucky people acting like it was no big deal uh, the, on Saturday after the, after we did this. Uh, that's because that's because don't look now. Kentucky has only won one regular season conference title in, in five four years. years. Okay, yeah. Because we've won it, LSU has won it, and Alabama has won it. Oh man, 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 man! Kentucky can't catch a break, you guys. No, they really can't. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's way more impressive. I, I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't know if I call it harder. You do. You got to be good all year. It's, yeah, you can't just catch fire. Yeah, you got to win twenty right. games. Right. It is. It is. It's. It's a different sort of difficulty. Winning a tournament is harder just because you have to be on. How every many conference games did Auburn night. have to win this year? Sixteen? Seventeen? Fifteen. Fifteen. Fifteen yeah. conference 15 games. Fifteen got done. That used to get and, you in the tournament, almost. And you know we were talking yeah, earlier about. I mean, it you in the, it does, it well, yeah, you win fifteen conference games, you're in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you win fifteen games. Period. Used to get you in the tournament. Now you got to win those plus. You know, we were we were talking earlier about SEC only getting like three teams in the tournament. Now it's like six, seven teams, and for a league as as good as it's been from top to bottom, for Auburn to win this league, I think that's an incredible accomplishment for them, um, especially with. Yeah, you had Arkansas, Tennessee, and uh, Kentucky right there nipping at Auburn's heels at the very end. And the four teams combined lost one home game this year. Yeah. So I know a lot of people were panicking about losing road games. But, man, I tell you, uh, winning on the road's hard. And none of them beat the others on the road. Nope. Yep. And Auburn's the only team in the SEC that won six road games. Yep. So that was the difference. Yeah, I I, – I, this it was an impressive run. I mean, we won it outright in a in a year where the conference is really good. I mean, uh, I just if you look at Ken Palm, like Kentucky's what are they four or three? Right, uh, this no, point top of your head. in Ken Palm, um, Kentucky is number three. Yeah. So and then Tennessee's top ten. LSU's LSU's yeah. been top at, fifteen at, at this forever. point at the end of the regular season. Uh, it's Kentucky three, Auburn seven. Tennessee twelve, LSU seventeen, Arkansas nineteen, Alabama twenty-two. I mean that's that's crazy, and we beat uh, all those teams except for Tennessee, which we may get a shot. Is at our is our, our best Arkansas. road win this year in Coleman? Uh, I think it's one of them, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a good road win by Ken Palm. It's got to uh, be right. Yeah, by Ken Palm, that's the best road win. Yeah, because we, we didn't play it Baton, in Baton Rouge. Right. Um, yeah. I love that. I love that our best road wins up there. That's perfect. It was one of our easier road wins too. Yeah. Eh. Wasn't it I their mean, only only home? Uh, that was the one where we compared to Alabama, compared to the Georgia Missouri games. 
Yeah. Well, Auburn was up 14. Alabama went on a 14-0 run, and Auburn had to grind. And Flanagan hit four three throws at the end. Yeah. So, I feel like the last like month, month and a half of road games has not been easy at all. Um, the easiest road game I can think of was probably Ryan, one that you and I went to at Ole Miss. Yeah. And Auburn was down double digits early in that game. So, yeah. what I think we're learning in this year's Auburn season is a lesson that I think college basketball is about three or four years behind the NBA learning. Because the NBA, this is now like the case in the NBA. A 20 point lead is nothing. Yeah. You, a well, 20 point lead is, is not turn the TV off, this game's over. Because that's like a two touchdown lead. You can so, get 20 points back like worse. that. So here's the thing. I think that's true for a lot of teams. Uh, luckily, uh, Auburn has not faced that situation very much. Because no, Auburn, Auburn had been down 20. <laughs> uh, Auburn would have a little bit of a trouble coming back from a 20-point 20, 20 deficit. I would like to see Auburn the team. some first-half deficits that has uh, then turned on the defensive clamps and just like, yeah. said, okay, you're not going to score for the next eight minutes. We'll see what we can get. That's yeah, the thing. I think Auburn's defense, Auburn's defense is so good. I would – I don't know if there is a team that's gonna that would put Auburn like a twenty five right. point hole. Like I don't know who like the Nets. Like I don't know who that team is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, we lost uh, how many games? Five. Uh, four. Four. So we four. lost four games. Not a single one of them. Uh, actually, all totaled together, I don't think they come up to be uh, more than fifteen points total. Uh, let's see, six, four. Uh, 16 points, but I mean, there's three overtime periods involved in that. So. Yeah, I mean, so it's crazy. Like uh, this Auburn team. Yeah, we lost some games, but none of them were by double digits. None of them were to uh, bad teams. Yeah, so, three ranked teams, and then uh, Florida on the road. I mean, that's always a good, a good team. And we don't play well yeah. there. Katie right. Johnson in this game had 18 points, three rebounds, two steals. Jabari was five for 12 from the field, but 21 points and six rebounds and two assists, two amazing assists. Yeah, Jabari uh, in this game uh, did everything. Uh, it it was it was it was a show from Jabari in his last last game. He, he did a little bit of everything that he can do. Yeah, and I, I just. I only hit the one bucket in the second half on a four-point play. That was pretty early in the second half. But, yeah. but that uh, that shot that that was a great shot to go out on. Oh yeah, it was, for sure. it was beautiful, dude. The, this guy's shot. There, it's it's the best shot I've ever seen in person. He's a um, better. I said this during the game. He's a better shooter than Bryce Brown. Yeah, and he's six foot ten. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, just if, the, if Jabari's six five, he's a two guard. Like not change nothing else about his game. I think he's, I think he could be a two guard now. If he could, if he got a little more of a handle, he could play whatever position he wanted. Yeah. Yeah, he was three of three from three and eight of eight from the three throw line in that in the game too. So, not I mean, that's. If you remember, um, you know, if you can imagine for for a second, if you will, if Jabari stuck around for three years, like if you remember, Bryce <laughs> Brown was did not have great handle. That's true. So. I mean, imagine I, I'm, and he'll just go to the NBA and work on it. So it's right. like not. He'll pay, uh, he'll pay some dribble coach $100,000 next year to teach him how to dribble the basketball better. And man. He's going to have Cade Cunningham uh, as his point guard. It's right. It's going to be a <laughs> monstrous 
Leto. Oh, or, or have LaMelo ball thrown in moops. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. <laughs> so, Jabari, I mean, you can't ask for anything better. And you know who else had an unbelievable sneaky game? Is your boy Wendell Green Jr. Who, hey, yeah, pretty good game. Yeah. Pretty good game. I mean, seven assists, zero turnovers. Yeah. I, that's pretty that's pretty perfect. I don't know I don't know yeah, if I could yeah, ask for better team. than that. Like all, all the guards played really well in this game. Yeah. I thought Zeph had a good game too. Yeah. If we yeah, get good if defense we get, a couple threes. If you get this game from Wendell Green Jr., ten points, seven rebounds, seven assists, uh zero turnovers. That's all, that's all you need from him. That's that's perfect basketball for Wendell Green. And yep. confident yeah. ball handling, getting the ball across half court with a with authority, with a purpose, moving it keeping the ball in motion, not dribbling for no reason. I, he had a really good game. I, I, uh, yeah, more of that. And I think, and I think you've seen Zepp Jasper's offense get better and, and he's been more involved and it's like, he's got a really good three point shot. Yeah, he really and does. It's, it's crazy to think he's like, where's this been all year? You know, but you know, we saw glimpses of that after, you know, at the end of his Charleston career. And he's like, Oh, he had a really good run. Then he comes to Auburn and everybody's like, why is everybody freaking out about a guy that has five points a game? Well, he's great defensively, but oh yeah, he's pretty good at offense too when he when he wants to be. So, well, um, and the thing about Seth and Wendell and KD in this game is they didn't. There wasn't a stretch of the game where they forgot they had the best player in college basketball on their, on their team, um, and they haven't had that since Tennessee, where they've just seemed like they kind of spaced and forgot that. Oh wait a minute, we got ten. We can relax a little bit and give him the rock. Um, because, yeah, because he can carry a team and carry a program. I'm wondering if we see more of that three guard lineup. We've seen it the last couple of games now with uh, Zeb, Wendell, and Katie all on the floor together. And that with the playmaking playmaking ability that Wind has, that opens up a lot of shots for Zeb. Um, and it that was you know, used some here in this game. I think we will probably see that more in the postseason. All right, let's let's quickly talk about postseason basketball. Ryan, I'm going to go off book here, or I'm going to rearrange the show notes here. I'm going SEC tournament next, and then I'm going to go with the game after that. Right. So Auburn's going to either play a and or Florida in the third round because we've got the double bye. Um, we'll preview that next week. I hate the uh, – Well, we – not next week, but uh, – We'll preview. I, mean, I, hate, preview I hate to go ahead and say we're going to preview a and or Florida. We've seen both of those teams right. this year. We know what we're looking at. We'd rather be playing AM than Florida, but right. Yeah, I don't. Playing I, pretty good right now, but yeah, I agree. I yeah, I don't. I don't want anything to do with Florida again. Uh, it, it just Castleton is a good, the one guy in this tournament that that could give Walker uh, a lot of issues. I think and has has done so twice now. Um, and so I just, I don't with, especially with Walker shoulder being questionable, I guess, uh, he, he did play a lot better on, um, on Saturday. I thought, um, um, what channel is that game on, right? I believe that's an ESPN game at, uh, noon on, on Friday, on Friday. So 11 a.m. Friday, sorry. Noon 11, okay. 11 a.m. Central Friday. Auburn play either Texas A&M or Florida. You will probably be able to hear a podcast hosted by at least one of us at the conclusion of that game, talking to you about what just happened. Um, either it's going to be we won, we lost, or we won by a million. And 
We don't play until Saturday. Huh? Friday. Friday. Friday night. Friday at 11 on ESPN. Okay. And I might do a Twitter space Friday morning. Who knows? We'll just see how I'm feeling. So maybe we'll think, do that. I think the thing that to look out for in the A&M Florida game, because personally I think that's just – obviously it's a loser, leaves the bubble completely. But whoever wins that game and plays Auburn – you know, even if it's A and M, you know that's a huge opportunity for both of those teams to get a huge win before yeah. trying to get or trying to make their way into the NCAA tournament. So there's a lot to play for for whoever Auburn plays, and obviously a lot for Auburn to play for still with the one seed conversation. So yeah, both of those game, teams have to beat Auburn to make the tournament. I mean, absolutely, they, go, right. I agree. they lose that that game. They're they're probably both in the NIT. This game is um, in Amali Arena. Emily, Emily, Emily. In Tampa, Florida, where Auburn is 1-0. And I'd like to keep it that way this year. Didn't we only score about 50 points last time? Yeah, we won that game 58-50. <laughs> With an Adidas right. ball, I may add. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, that was an ugly shooting game. It yeah. was we're, very ugly. We're back. Uh, we'll have uh, uh, the same amount of experience as either one of the teams that we could play in there, since we've already played in there once. So that's good. Uh, to get a then, one seed overall, though, Auburn doesn't have to win the whole thing. I feel like they're a one seed if they just win a, a game. There's a lot up in the air. Yeah. I really Auburn, if if Auburn wins so. the tournament, they are a one seed. Sure. No questions asked. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hands down. Uh, I think Kentucky is probably in the same boat. If Kentucky wins the SEC tournament, they're probably a one seed in place of Auburn. Now, if Tennessee or Arkansas wins it or anybody else, then it's kind of up in the air. It also depends on what happens in the Big 12 with Kansas and Baylor. Uh, Baylor probably already locked up a one seed. Um, so yeah, if they beat I, Kansas. I'm going to be 100% Kansas with you guys. I hope Auburn wins it. But if we don't win it, I hope LSU wins it just for the narrative. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. I think it'd be hysterical. <laughs> just absolutely hysterical hey, uh, for them. South Carolina, no, I want Georgia uh, to win it. Don't win it. <laughs> I really want Georgia to win that bad boy if we don't win it. Oh, my God. I can't Great, fire Tom Green if he wins the, the conference. <laughs> Makes the tournament. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And didn't they do that once with Dennis Felton, where they finished dead last in '08, and then that the year that the tornado That's went through true. the Georgia yeah. Dome, yeah. yeah, it went all the way through. Yeah, yeah, it's happened before. So oh, I almost man. did it a few years back. Remember with the KT Harrell, yeah. KT. All right, so let's go with this game. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll come back and play a little game. And we're back. Thirty-seven minutes, fifty seconds into this podcast. Guys, what is your lasting image of this regular season? For me, the lasting image of this regular season is still Walter Kessler wearing a bucket hat in the Bahamas. That I feel like that kind of set off the whole like vibe of this team. You really want him to be named Walter, don't you? Yeah, I keep calling him Walter Kessler. <laughs> Walker Kessler. Uh, that's a good one. A His good one. brother Walter keeps getting shout outs. <laughs> I think for me, it's just I've been, I've been fortunate to be able to travel and see Auburn play several times in several different venues. And just the Auburn support on the road has been incredible uh, in Tampa and St. Louis. And then, you know, especially in Oxford uh, when, you know, Ryan and James Jones were there. Like we took over the pavilion that night and it was a lot of fun. But, um, and then Arkansas and Tennessee were great. You know, I know we didn't win those games, but those were fun atmospheres to be a part of. 
So just knowing that, you know, Auburn, you know, when Auburn's going on the road, they've had the fan support and they're getting everybody's best shot. So that that's that's my lasting image of this season. It's just been so much fun to follow this team around the southeast. I was going to ask you, Will, what do you think the best uh, road environment for Auburn, or not road environment, I guess, but uh, best Auburn traveling crowd has been, uh, at least for road games you've been to? Because you've been to, what, four road SEC games for Auburn? Um, well, this year I did five. Okay. Um, Ole Miss was probably the best one. Um, Tennessee had a lot of people there. Um, but I would say I would say Ole Miss probably had the most, at least at the games that I was at. Right. Um, I know there was. Some yeah, other- because at, at, in Athens it was a big Georgia Auburn crowd as well. But there was a there was a lot of people in Knoxville um, last Saturday because there's a lot of people like myself that live in Tennessee, so it's a home game for us. Um, but which I wish the SEC tournament was here this year in Nashville, but it's not. Yeah, me too. Not, not that I'm not bitter about it because I'm very bitter about it. But it's not here. This <laughs> year. Uh, I've lived up here for two and a half years, and I've still never been to an SEC tournament here. So, yeah. Anyway, it's uh, not, easier not drive for us from here too, though. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not, not bitter at all about that. But Tampa's anyway. not close for anybody except for Florida. I don't really understand. It's kind of like when we did St. Louis a couple years There's ago. There's a lot of Auburn alum in Tampa, though. There, there are. Is. Yeah. Do we have an explanation as to why they did it? That I, I I know there's some sort of bidding process, but it's going back it was, to national for like the next five years at least, is it right? Every, this weekend? every fourth season is not in Nashville. Isn't that right, Will? Yeah. So every fourth year they try to give it to some they give it to somebody else for a year. I know like they did I'm, St. Louis. I, I bet Dallas will get involved when Texas and Oklahoma come in. I have oh, a yeah. twenty six it'll be in Fort Worth. Yeah. It should, it should be in Birmingham where the SEC offices are. Well now that Legacy Arena has been renovated, I know they're hosting the NCAA tournament next year. So maybe Birmingham yeah. could get back involved, but uh, I, be honestly, Atlanta where the talking about Birmingham. Yeah. I wish I wish it would just be in Nashville every year. I know you know the Big East. Well, has I wish been it was MSG. in Fort Worth every year. Will <laughs> I, I mean it, it should be in Nashville every year. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that it, it should be uh, home I, sites I all the way through. It should yeah, be at yeah, home, home, home sites. Home sites. Arena. That'd be incredible. <laughs> the ones you get to play home <laughs> games every year. I would love that. That'd be incredible. I mean, all the other sports do uh, home site things, right? They should play it at least once. Wait, in, which uh, ones do? The Pelicans. Baseball? Softball? No. Softball right The SEC tournament? Well, none, none of these yeah, do. That's right. Not the SEC tournament. Baseball's right. in Hoover every year. There's so, regionals. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Like, so, soccer's in Gulf Shores. Nice football's in Atlanta. Coast. I'm surprised that's we don't just play it at State Farm in Atlanta every year. Yeah. Yeah, soccer's moving to Pensacola, actually, or Gulf Breeze. So. That's right. I really still down, still down there, but yeah. I I do. I mean, I don't know why the offices are in Birmingham. Uh, you know why they're in Birmingham. You know exactly <laughs> why they're in Birmingham. But since they are, why? I mean, why are we not? Why are we not doing it in Birmingham? Well, because for the longest time there was nowhere to play at Birmingham. I, they, dude, they play NCAA regionals at, at the BJCC all the time. Like, I don't know. They played the Iron Bowl in Legion Field. I mean, it's true. I mean, I saw North Carolina and uh, Tennessee and uh, Stanford all play in a, a regional there at Legacy or BJCC. See, they should play it in Atlanta where the Hawks play. Yeah, it should be. In and Atlanta. it should be there because it's got NBA concessions, Chief. Well, I. You yeah, can also I mean, put I, it in Memphis in the Grizzly Stadium. I mean, 
Well, they did have it in Memphis. Play it in the Bass Pro. They had it at the old uh, pyramid (laughs) up there a long time ago. Which is now a Bass Pro. That's actually close to a lot of SEC schools, so... That's true. Memphis would be the closest place. The Memphis, the University of Memphis would probably get mad about that. But who cares? Probably. I mean, they used to play their conference tournament in their home building at the FedEx Forum for a few years. So, The FedEx Forum is pretty good. It's a pretty good arena as far as NBA arenas go. Yeah. I want to go see Ja play before the season's over. I mean, uh, it's, it's as good as that up. hockey arena they got in Nashville. Like, at least it's a basketball arena. <laughs> like... They're all multi-purpose, well, but there are some that you know are multi-purpose skewed more towards one than the other. Like yeah, it would be nice Dickies to... in Fort Worth, everyone who I know who's gone has told me it's a great arena. It's brand new, but it's a rodeo arena. Like it's a really sweet brand new indoor rodeo arena, but it's not even really built for rodeo. It's built for the concerts that come to the rodeo. So it's really made for, like, watching a show even more than a basketball game. I, yeah, I think you can't have it at, like, State Farm because of the capacity. They, they was too small for what they want to do, I think. Um, I, I don't know if it's if Bridgestone's any bigger, but I, I kind of think it is. Um, I like State Phillips Farm is 21000 Okay. And and you'll have some NCAA tournament basketball there next week, Crow, at Fort Worth. So I know. I'm Actually, my brother and I talked about going to go see it. Just because I want to go to Dickies, I I want to see what a rodeo arena slash basketball slash concert venue is. Named after a workwear brand. It's the most Fort Worth thing in the world. <laughs> probably have a live cattle outside of it. I just, uh, I, I we should ban all uh, basketball in football stadiums, though. I agree. I would rather the them charge a million dollars a ticket to go to the Final Four and have it in an NBA arena than have it in the Superdome. Yeah, yeah, or U.S. Bank or wherever. Yeah, at least they've gone away from doing that at regionals. That used to be the worst. Like nobody was there. Yeah, it was awful. So at least they're I mean, at least those are in NBA arenas. That was always an issue with the NC, uh, the SEC tournament in, in the Georgia Dome. Like they close off half the Georgia Dome, and so like there's just this big black curtain on one side of the stadium, on one side of the court, uh, and then it, it, like the seats. We're never actually all the way filled. It was it was weird. You it should was a go weird look experience. at like go look. We at, should have it in the World Congress Center, kind of like how we have tournaments in the Bahamas. Yeah. The, yeah, Google go. photo Google photo search like what the courts looked like when it was at Jerry World uh, versus what it looked like when it was at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. Because the Alamo Dome is just a big giant box. Right. It's not. There's not. A, there's not a good seat in the house. <laughs> much less. <laughs> like it's horrible. It's a horrible venue. No, Whereas Jerry tough. World. Is made to watch stuff, but it's not made to watch basketball. Yeah, yeah, basketball. All right, no, Keith, guys. as somebody that, uh, you know, you and I went to all the home games this year, mm. so what was your lasting impression or lasting image? What are you going to think of uh, about Auburn Arena from this season? Obviously, the postseason, uh, yeah, we yeah. a lot about that. Things, but. things to come. Uh, I mean, it's it's all Jabari. Um from his uh, he had a pregame ritual where he would go down and like bump the uh, uh, the thing the backboard's on whatever hole, whatever he calls stanchion. it you know, yeah. the stanchion I guess he'd go and bump it and say a prayer or whatever he was doing and at, before every game did the same thing and then just I mean 
the shots that dude made in, in the arena, I, like I'll never see anything like that again. Um, uh, it's, it's just been great. It's been and magical even like the guys is, is, is something else. Um, and, and we've been blessed to see a lot of guys that are very talented that, um, you know, it, it kind of feels like maybe we wouldn't see another Isaac Okoro again, too, because that, that guy's just really good at what he did. Um, but yeah, it, it's Jabari. It's it's every every shot that that guy took uh, <laughs> is burned into my image. In my, it, burned as an image in my brain. Cause so I, I never got to see Cam hmm. in person. You were oh, born here. Uh, is this bummer? Close enough. Yeah. Uh, was this like that? You're seeing a, a maybe not quite a generational talent, but one of the best. I mean, for Auburn, definitely generational talent. No, it it is it is not like that. Um, because Cam, I mean, Cam is like a one of one, like for for forever at any level, he's a one of one. Like he's just, you don't see that size, that mobility, um, the, the skill that he had and just maybe we'll see it again one day. It's just, it's a long way off and it'll, it'll be just as special if we do Jabari. I, I, I still think you can watch Jabari and not get it. You could not do that with cam. Like you could, if you watched cam, you, you knew. Um, with Jabari, I think you, I think most people get it, but I still think you could watch it and be like, I mean, he's okay, like, whatever. I mean, that great shot. He's, you yeah. can shoot well, but what? I mean, what is it? What else? I mean, is yeah, doing? early in the season, I remember we all knew the talent was there, but like the shots yeah. weren't falling early. Yeah. Um, especially the threes. And it's crazy to think now, it's like, oh, this guy's a, what, 44% shooting <laughs> from three on the year? Yeah. And I think through his first four or five games, he was 25%. Um, I remember there was a game I sat down with you early in the season where it may have even been the home opener or the scrimmage mm. where it looked like he had gotten hurt. Uh, he was he was on the ground, kind of holding his knee. Mm. Took him a minute to get up and get off the court. Um, and and for a brief second, I thought, oh, it's well, that's it, it's already over. <laughs> as, uh, as as bad of luck as we've had the last couple of years, you know, yeah. just building on that again. Um, there's a lot of plays throughout this year, though. That I mean, there's the the, the Devin Cambridge dunk against Kentucky, where you kind of knew the game was over at that point. Yeah, talked about that as being like the loudest Auburn Arena has ever been. Yeah. Um, I remember Dylan Cardwell about punching out a ref. Uh, getting <laughs> yes. so excited. Yes. That's one of those where it, it didn't mean that much. That's when we were in the holiday bleachers and he, yeah. he like just bodied a ref. Yeah. I don't know how he did not get teed up. Good yeah. grief. Uh, uh, and then, of course, for, for me, all the Peacock stuff is going to be special. Uh, sure. We, we didn't talk about it, but the Peacock Party theme. That's so incredible. NBC sponsored. I wish I had known about it ahead of time, but we walk in the arena and it's like Peacock, the streaming service, is, is – handing out shirts and cutouts and uh they had like cameo and no, they're not they really cameo because they're, they're in-house it, it did look like a cameo right like, so, like they was, paid yeah. but 
one of them was the the fake Fresh Prince, and he. Uh, I've heard uh, good things about the new Fresh Prince show. Right, no, um, he uh, specific to like. Oh, I'm cheering for Auburn. Go Tigers! Yeah, yeah he, ta- he talked about Jabari though. He was like, yeah. like wanting to watch Jabari. And- was, and then cool. uh, after that one, Meredith from The Office comes on. Uh, <laughs> Kate, Kate Flannery uh, did, a, did a bit talking about Auburn. Um, I had no idea any of that was coming. And that, I mean, my sister was standing next to me. She can probably <laughs> describe the look, look of my face better than I can. <laughs> it was uh, it was really funny. It, it was wild. Fun. You got to be the celebrity R at a basketball Ce- game. That yeah, I mean, celebrity R. You know, me and uh, me and Carnell kind of sharing the same space. But <laughs> incredible. It would. Uh, it, it could have only been better if it was Creed up there. Uh, Creed uh, instead of Meredith. Just writing uh, it down. I said, if they had got anybody from uh, Parks and Rec to uh, to be on there, that would have yeah. been better. Uh, I really like. I'm just so happy for for Ryan. Like that's kind of what yeah. I think about most with this. With this season, it's just how crazy it's, it's been, been uh, for you and for the site, and how we just continue to luck into taste making Auburn basketball fans. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It was it was funny. Uh, Ryan and I went to see uh, the Batman with our buddy Gulson on a Thursday, and while I was waiting in line there, um, Ryan wasn't there yet, and the guy uh, I was wearing my Peacock shirt from home field, and the guy was like, "Where'd you get that shirt?" It crossed my mind to, to say, you know, the Peacock guy's going to be here in a minute. Promo code. But, uh, <laughs> but I, mean, I, I guess I'll also remember all the people asking me about the various uh, home field shirts that I've worn to games this year. Like, where'd you get that shirt? And I'm like, uh, home field. Cause like, but they, because when they ask, it's like, they know that they've seen it it's a cool shirt they kind of yeah. know it's a home field shirt but they're still asking me where i got it which is kind of funny to me i don't know maybe they're just hitting on chief maybe <laughs> one was a, a lady uh, uh, um, uh before the, this previous game because i wore my jumping tiger um, yeah, the ever conquer shirt yeah no, yeah i went to the game this weekend a classic choice uh did anyone buy a uh, SEC championship shirt? Because uh, I sure didn't, and they're all sold out. Oh, no. Oh, really? Yeah, I noticed I there was a line in the arena yeah. at the end of the game for them. Yeah, I I'm waiting on a national champion's bucket hat. Well, the, the, peacock, the peacock way is to not buy anything until we cut the nets down in New Orleans. No, we, we still want a, a championship. I, like, if, if it's banner worthy, you can buy it. Yeah. Like, I, well, I also, a, you can also yeah. buy it all at the end. Right. Yeah, exactly. I'm waiting till the end as well. Well, go back and buy all of them. Yeah. They probably won't have the, all the sizes by the time. The hit it sports over there by the Walmart in Opelika will have. I don't. I don't know if that's there anymore. Oh man. Alumni Hall normally will get shipments in later in the year with that kind of stuff. I hope Tiger Rags will have it. Tiger Rags doesn't have. Tiger Rags doesn't have a storefront. Yeah, they don't have a storefront anymore, dog. There's a print shop now. Um, I did buy a uh, Tampa Auburn Club SEC tournament shirt. That's cool. Uh, they uh, they they put some peacocks in the design, so I got to pick that up next weekend. I used to have a really sweet Rocky Mountain Auburn Club T-shirt that I miss. That oh, shirt cool. ruled. And shout out to the Rocky Mountain Auburn Club. That's a good. That's a that's a good group of people. If you're ever in the Denver area on a game day, 
the really Irish snug. You know, you're talking about Auburn Club. I'm really excited to see how many people from the Tampa Auburn Club fill up Emily this weekend. That's a big group. They put uh, yeah. on a, a pretty good little deal uh, when we played down there in the Outback Bowl uh, several 2014, I guess. Um, it's a nice little little shindig for New, New Year's Eve. So, all right, guys, here's to winning an SEC championship again this week. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna beat uh, Florida slash A and M, and then beat uh, what Arkansas. Wait, we're playing Florida A and M. We'll Florida destroy Florida A&M. <laughs> the Rattlers. I mean, we could, we could be at the Fan bench for this weekend, you know. Could get Florida, Arkansas, and Tennessee. We'll see. Yeah, a, little bit of a, a little bit of a revenge tour would be nice. It would be, oh, it'd be so sweet. And I, uh, you know what? I don't want to play Kentucky again all year and win a national championship just so they'll be super salty because they think that they could have beaten us. I hope they're in our bracket in the NCAA tournament. And, and they lose. We, they end up losing before yeah. we get to them. Yes, oh, yeah. that's yeah. that's absolutely what I would love. Same with Alabama. I've seen a couple where they're like the five seed in our region. Yeah. No. Let, them, let them build that up in their head. and then not, not I hope it. Alabama loses in the first round of the conference tournament and then all yeah. of a sudden it's like an eight or nine and you loses know, an eight, nine matchup. I hope every team in this conference loses in the first round of the tournament. That's what I'm talking Except about, for us. Chief. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and LSU I'm, with Bill Wake. I, think it's, I always think it's hilarious. Because he was caught yeah. on tape. Uh, I'll, I'll cheer for Vandy instead. Because he was did, caught did on tape. Uh... It would be great for a Final Four of LSU, <laughs> uh, Arizona, Arizona, uh, Auburn, and uh, what's another big cheating team? Kansas. Uh, Kansas. Kansas. All to be in the Final Four. The Pat That'd 44. The, that's the perfect Final Four. Oh, oh, man. Just from your lips to God's ears. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next week. Don't cock it. Have a worry, but we can't. <laughs>